When was the last time you went and saw a GP? Were you bulk billed or did you have to pay the full consultation fee? You see, doctors are increasingly turning away from bulk billing, a fact I'm sure you're aware of if you're having troubles finding a bulk billing appointment in your neck of the woods, with an 11% drop in bulk billed clinics in the past 12 months. Just as Medicare is turning 40 years old this week, Uh, The Australian Bureau of Statistics uh, figures show that more than 1.2 million Australians delayed seeing a GP because of concerns about costs in the past year. Meanwhile, the Health Minister, Mark Butler, is encouraging people to shop around. We want patients to to know that if one practice in their area has changed their behaviour around bulk billing and another hasn't, that it's it's entirely your right to vote with your feet. And people can ring around and ask, you know, are you bulk billing a consult for my kid who's 14? You know, we want we want an active community discussion about this. Yeah, what do you make of that suggestion that uh, Medicare is something you need to shop around for? Have you tried shopping around? Love to hear from you. 0418 Join the conversation. Dr Nicole Higgins is a GP in the central Queensland town of Mackay and the president of the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners. Nicole, what do you make of this idea that people should shop around to find bulk billing doctors? This sounds like a sort of Frankenstein-esque marrying of both the free market and what we've known as Medicare. Yeah, thanks, Sandy. I think I think one of the things that people really value is the relationship that they have with their family doctor and that continuity of care. And and we know from the evidence that one of the best things that you can do for your health as far as, you know, living healthier, longer and staying out of hospital is to have a regular GP. One of the things though that's I guess confused and made this discussion really challenging is the government's neglect of the Medicare rebate. And that Medicare rebate belongs to you. It belongs to the patient. And that is the money that you get back from the government after you've gone to see your doctor. But we've had 10 years of of neglect from successive governments. And that has meant that that Medicare rebate that you get back from the government simply hasn't kept up with the cost of providing care. I do wonder how the health minister's comments will go down in regional and rural Australia, because shopping around clearly depends on choice and location. I mean, a recent survey found that in Tasmania, only 1% of doctors bulk billed, while in in New South Wales, it's closer to 40%. So, I mean, in your view, why is this variation across the country? So, yeah, it, it, it does reflect that, you know, the lack of understanding for pa- what it's like for patients in our rural and regional areas where we're really struggling to get workforce. And the reality is that the bulk billing figure still remains very high. But for the last 10 years, GPs have been subsidising uh, patients' consultations. And simply, if we've got to make a choice now, we can't afford to keep the doors open and bulk bill everyone. But at the same time, we want to make sure that we look after those who really need to see their doctors. And, you know, people out there will realise we do this through our health assessments, through the chronic disease plans for those uh, with chronic illnesses, uh, which are all largely all bulk billed. Do you think the decline in the number of doctors bulk billing is adding to the pressures on emergency rooms with people sort of putting off seeking treatment until it's, you know, a good and proper emergency? And and that's a real concern is people delaying care and especially as, you know, the cost of living, you know, bites, bites in that people are putting things off and we know that prevention is better than cure. We need to make sure the government invests in general practice and primary care 
general practice only accounts for 6% of the total healthcare budget. And yet it's the foundation of our healthcare system. So we've sort of got things around the wrong way. We need to make sure, you know, we lay the foundations, keep people out of expensive hospitals and keep people well. It's 11 past four. Dr Nicole Higgins is the president of the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners. The Albanese government is putting more money into this, it's fair to say, tripling the incentive for doctors to bulk bill for children and concession card holders. The uh, Health Minister Mark Butler says there's been a significant uptick in doctors bulk billing these clients since that measure was introduced. Is that the case? Are you seeing that? Yes, yeah, so look, we, we look forward to seeing what those numbers are as well. I. Uh, what we want to make sure is that those people, particularly the vulnerable people, our kids, our um, you know our older population, and those who have chronic illnesses, are accessing their GP and not delaying care. And what you know we are seeing is, I think we'll see a slow in the decline of bulk billing. The government, for the first time in ten years last year, really you know put an emphasis on the importance of general practice and did start to invest in fund. We need, I consider that a down payment. We need to follow up on that. Otherwise, the system's going to fall over. I mean, and it's also worth saying, of course, yeah, because Medicare, it should be for everyone, not just concession card holders or the most vulnerable. Um, the AMA estimates will be short 10,000 GPs by 2031. Is that because it's no longer financially viable to be a GP or there's some other factors I can't see here? Yeah, so look, it's not just general practice, it's actually our health workforce. So we're going to be 100,000 short of nurses by 2025. So uh, what we need to do with general practice particularly to stop that decline, young doctors after, you know, why be um, spend 11 years training to be a specialist GP, so six years in medical school and two years as an intern plus your postgraduate study to not be valued or funded when you can go and become a cardiologist or a rheumatologist, for example, uh, for the, you know similar studies. So uh, we need to make sure it's attractive. The other is that our young doctors uh, don't get the equivalent to hospital doctors in general practice, paid parental leave, um, study leave, all those types of conditions. So we need to make sure there's a bit of equity so that general practice is attractive. And we need to get the doctors into rural and regional areas as well. Just lastly, I want to put a text to you that's come in from Bruce. He says, Dear Andy, uh, Dr Higgins is perpetuating the myth of an enduring relationship with your family GP. Dr Churn at practices and the growing habit of GPs working part-time has meant seeing a GP consistently has been a fantasy for now. Uh, what do you make of that? How do you respond? It depends where people live, I suppose, and the type of care that they access. But for most of us, it is still having your regular family doctor and your general practice team. And when the future of general practice and primary care is making sure that we have the doctors, the nurses, the pharmacists who work in general practice to make sure that everybody gets the care that they need as everyone gets older and more complicated. Um, but that relationship with that medical practice is is vital to continue that you know that continuity of care yeah older and more complicated that's going to be part of our next discussion dr nicole higgins is the president of the royal australian college of general practitioners thanks for your time pleasure thanks andy think bigger about the world we live in ask your smart speaker to play abc rn